Hello, everyone. This is Justin Brissett, your host from uh, Justin Sports Podcast. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Utah State versus UConn game that uh, happened yesterday. I had Brian Phillips on the show. How you doing, Brian? Good, Justin. Thank you for having me on. Oh, uh, you're welcome. No, no problem. I, I definitely appreciate you uh, joining me today. Uh, so I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, no, yeah, no problem, man. Um, definitely. Uh, so for the listeners that are either new for, for this podcast or new, um, on here, uh, could you talk a little bit about yourself, uh, introduce yourself to the, uh, listeners? Sounds great. So my name is Brian Phillips. I run a website that covers Utah state football and basketball. The website is called Big Blue, USUAggieNews.com. It's geared more towards the recruiting side of things. I cover offers and commitments. I, I do a weekly segment about Recruit of the Week. I track recruiting um, our, our commits progress through their high school or junior college careers. But I also will do uh, – in-game stuff. I, I do a weekly game ball for both basketball and football. I'll do preseason previews, position by position, um, special features uh, around spring ball, uh, you know, players to watch, uh, newcomers to watch, things like that, uh, positional battles. In season, I'll take a look back at like past recruit recruiting classes and where they are now, you know, Program, how they're contributing. I took a look and look. I'll take a look forward and kind of project where maybe some incoming freshmen are going to be down the road, fitting into the two deep. So I, I try to do something a little bit different than what you might find within like a mainstream media newspaper. Oh, that's really cool. And uh, I, I bet uh, Utah State uh, fans uh, definitely appreciate that. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the hardcore fans are like, "Oh man, this is great!" Because a lot of a lot of the college teams, um, like 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 UConn, uh, the sites that we typically follow is uh, on three um, dot com, uh, Rivals and two four seven Sports, and that's mm-hmm. where we get a lot of our information from. We do have some uh, beat writers for uh, for Rivals that um that you know rate the players and things like that but mm-hmm. to actually have your own site that's that's really truly awesome well i appreciate that thank you no, for the compliment no problem and a lot of the fans uh i know i had the, the hype tweet um i think it was around like a week uh week back um they all said man you you definitely are gonna have a fun show with brian he's he's a he's a ball you know a joy to talk to I, I I try to bring some enthusiasm to the table. I you know I I've, I'm a lifelong Eggy fan, and so it, it, it's easy for me to get excited about talking about Utah State hoops, basketball, football, and and really just sports in general. So I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a dork. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, uh, I'm I'm one of those dorks with you. <laughs> So uh, what actually, I do have a question for you too. Um, What actually made you start your own website? 
Well, I kind of cut my teeth uh, with 24-7 sports. Uh, me, me and a friend, um, Isaac Draxler, were the publishers of the Utah State site for about six years. Uh, Isaac picked me up as, as kind of an independent writer at the beginning. And as 24-7 sports has kind of moved more towards just wanting to cover the D5 uh, we just they they just didn't renew our contract oh about 14 15 months ago so I honestly I, I kind of sat for a couple of months thinking what am I going to do what am I going to do to be totally honest my wife pushed me into just doing my own site she's like your stuff is good get a site going and and so I, I've got a good friend that that helped me put and here I am, 14 months later. We we kicked it off about July of 2021, and and here I am. Oh, that's great, and that's a that's that's truly a remarkable story. Um, and going off and venturing um, on your own, and, and making a site so then the uh, Utah State fans, you know, have great insight on their teams. Um, so for the for the listeners that don't know, uh, Brian and I, we actually. Um, we found each other on Twitter, and uh, I did a Q&A session right before the UConn-Utah um, State game, and that was a really fun uh, session. It was great. Um, I was very happy that Brian, uh, you know, uh, reached out to me, and and we kind of, you know, shared a lot of, um, a lot of positive things uh, about the game. Definitely. Uh, and, and, and I appreciate so, you doing so, it, by the way. Oh, no problem. I, uh, I, I love talking about, you know, UConn football and, and just talking about games in general. That's like one of my passions. Right. So, so for people that, you know, listeners or people or whoever wants to listen to this, um, uh, I'm going to introduce myself. Um, I'm Justin Brissett. I'm a uh, beat writer for 13 sports. I just joined them this year. I'm covering uh, UConn football. I've been a uh, avid UConn fan since I was, I, I don't remember, I, I was definitely pretty young. Um, I started following football mostly when I kind of understood the game, and I just fell in love with the game, and now um, I've been on Twitter spreading, you know, positive uh, vibes about uh, UConn sports, especially the UConn team, uh, UConn football team. So, uh, and Brian, that was, you know, to, um, it's, 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 it, yesterday's game was, uh, something, uh, out of the ordinary, uh, UConn went in with a 26 spread, uh, underdog spread. And yeah. a lot of people counted us out yesterday, um, and right before it. And the thing I, I, I liked about it is, you know, the, uh, opening half, um, both teams they played really strong. Uh, what was your stance on the game yesterday? Um, I was a little bit surprised that UConn kind of came out swinging. To be honest, uh, they they took it right to the Aggies from jump, and you know, anybody that caught the game saw that it was a lead the Huskies at the end of the first quarter. I was kind of impressed with how 
Packers opened up the run game right right away, right. especially when our, our defense to be kind of strong for us. Uh, there's going to be an interesting film session. Nate Carter for you guys was fantastic. 190 yards rushing. Uh, nine, nine points. Yeah, when he carries, I mean, just, just a great, great running back. Uh, is going to keep you guys in games just on his own. You know, uh, depending you know, how uh, injured take on Roberson is, his cleats a little bit, and and I think he'll be all right for you guys. So Def, definitely yeah, kind yeah, of a shock. You know, Husky and, Nation is right, and uh, you know, it was that opening that opening drive too. Uh, Roberson, man, I I I totally thought you know he definitely looked like a leader. Um, every, you know the whole football team had had their confidence back um, coming off of a one game season. Uh, yeah. We definitely had a chip on our shoulders. Um, it's actually, it's good to have a chip on your shoulder um, coming into games and, and being confident. Uh, I actually thought, you know, I, I was kind of shocked when the Huskies deferred the ball and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. they really just want to, you know, kick it off right then and there. And our kicker is a backup kicker, uh, Rulis. I, I I hope mm-hmm. I didn't butcher his name. And uh, this kid, he's uh, from Connecticut, and he he has a real strong leg. Um, this guy was just kicking out of the end zone. Um, he had great, you know, field goals yesterday. One from uh, forty six, the other one from uh, I believe it was fifty six or fifty seven. And mm-hmm. like you said too, is uh, is um, Nate Carter. Uh, Oh man, I I was like, wow. I'm I'm thinking we have another Donald Brown on our hands. Um, mm-hmm. The injuries, the injuries yesterday though, kind of you know, it, it it was kind of a crusher. Um, we already lost Cam Ross. We already lost right. our kicker uh, Joe McFadden. And you know, off the second drive, you know, Roberson spins out. He he gets a five yard pickup, and then he gets tackled and then injured. And I was like, oh boy. So. For Zion to come in the game as a freshman, um, even even my friends were like, "Is is he like a sophomore or a junior?" I'm like, "No, he's just a freshman." And you guys, you guys definitely have a great team. Um, I I was doing a lot of like scouting on them and stuff. I had a uh, podcast with TNT uh, Sports, um, okay. college sports, and uh, we were just talking about you know you you guys you guys came off of a, a you know one game season. All of a sudden, you know, the next year you, you, you win, you know, 11 games. And that was like, wow, that, that's that that never really happens in college sports. And, you know, your coaching staff definitely prepared your team really well. Yes. You know, in you know, really well yesterday, too, because you guys definitely uh, had stops. And that was great. Yeah. Well, and, one thing that really stood out to me last season Defense staff adjustments that had kind of been a weak spot for us in years past, and and with last year being the first year for from the majority of this coaching staff here, 
the, the halftime adjusting, you could actually like visual or you could actually see how the difference taking place, you know, to, to find ourselves down 14 yesterday really wasn't anything new. We were down double digits in, oh, probably a handful of games last year, to be honest, and yep. would come back in the second half, the defensive adjustments and, and finish the game strongly. Uh, Off-season strength and conditioning strength coach Paul J. We often find ourselves much stronger in the quarter, both offensively and defensively. And that's how we were able to come a lot of double digit um, deficits and kind of a hole that you dig yourselves every night. Right. And and you know I was you guys definitely had a really, you know, great adjustment at, at a halftime. I mean, both teams, the third quarter, it was like, it just went back and forth. It, it's, you know, it's, it's something, it's a, I, I think this first game too, for the two team, this is, you know, good building blocks. Um, I know you guys face uh, Alabama next week, which is, you know, it that's going to be a, a tough one. But I think if you guys make the right adjustments, you guys should be able to, you know, I'm thinking stay in the game. We're good. We'll see what happens. You know, uh, Alabama is Alabama. These guys aren't going to go in a rollover. That, that I can tell you. They're going to. They're going to do their best. Uh, they're not going to be intimidated. That that's not how this group works. So we will we'll take their best shot and and we'll try and counter punch and, and see if we just can't match them blow for blow and and see how it goes from there. Exactly, and you know I I know UConn has Michigan this year too, and as like. Like, like, like we all hope, you know, we're, we're hoping that our teams just stay competitive, um, can, can adjust well and could just, you know, don't, don't go out there and, and be nervous, you know, play relaxed. Yeah. And that's the whole yeah, thing. You're, just, um, you know, it, it, you're really going in with nothing to lose. Right. Right. It's, it's, you know, it, people, people might count you out, but know what? It, it shocked, shocked the world. At that point, <laughs> yep, yeah, I I think that this guy, that this group will definitely have that mindset. You know, we we've got a good core group of, of experience going. So, with, with a group that went in last year and was already counted out, I mean, I think Vegas had it had us projected at winning only winning three games last year was was the over under. So. You know, we, we were at four wins five weeks into the season. Right. And that's, so, that's... you know, th- th- this group is nothing new to being counted out and, and adversity, and they know how to battle that. Uh, that really, really resilient group. Right. And, and we're, we're, we're all thinking, too, that they're probably, you know, they, they won the Mountain West last year, and I'm, I'm thinking that they're probably one of the top uh, leading teams to, uh, to win it again this year. You would have yeah. thought so. I, I actually think, 
and, and the fellas probably think that they were a little bit disrespected. We finished third in the in our division with the conference predict predictions at, at media day, and we didn't have anyone named to the first or second teams. Um preseason preseason either no no position players or, or anything like that. so that gives these guys a reason to play with a chip on their shoulder regardless of who they're playing uh they're going to be ready to execute get out and get after who, whoever it is regardless of whether it's Alabama or the week after Alabama you, you've got local FCS school uh Weber State you know, yeah. you're going from the number one team in the country to to one of the top teams in the FC. Still on a whole other level, but we'll still prepare for either team either way. Right, and like a lot of the bigger team, bigger schools too. When they when they when they see some of the um, spreads, they're like, "Oh, we already won the game," but it's not it's it's not as easy as it is. Um, sometimes some of the better schools they think that way and they actually lose they get upset right and and the thing so, is is you know I'm, it'll be interesting to see if we can come out and come out swinging and, and maybe maybe kind of rock the boat a little bit in, in alabama and see how they see how they respond right and i'll be uh i'll definitely be watching the game um it's gonna be uh you know i'm i'm, I'm hoping that you know utah state beats alabama uh I'm hoping that every single week somebody beats Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Why because, not us? You know, right? No, it it's it's funny because um, with like conference realignments and everything like that, um, there's a lot of moving parts going around in college football. And very much the so. one main the one main thing that I see is they the transfer portal is going to improve teams so much that there's going to be competition out there. Yes. And, you and, know, and the way go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, you, you can go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the, the way that for a junior, uh, attacked the portal for you guys really is why I wasn't as surprised. Uh, the way you guys came out. able to together he did a good job of filling some key spots you know we discussed that in the, the q and that you and i had but just on the sheer fact that we were able to turn around 2020 season of one win to a 2021 season of 11 wins surely off bringing on a lot of guys from the transfer and some quick development by by some of the younger guys session together. Why, why couldn't that be you guys yesterday or someone, somebody Saturday college football? Right, and and um, it the transfer portal can also be a dagger, also because if you if the player doesn't fit into your system, it might actually make a team worse. It, it's it's kind of a toss-up there. 
Sometimes, like you said, you may you may not get a guy that fits, and it it, it is it, it's a crapshoot. Just recruiting in general, you know, you have the unranked guy that becomes a starter. You know, he could as a freshman or a sophomore. You know, some of the big schools, you always hear about the five star guy, and he just can't ever crack the the three deep. And you, what what's wrong with that guy? Just those kind of ju- stories in general. You know, it, it's just, it, it's just such an. There's so. Uh, what makes everything click as a whole when you're throwing your eleven guys for every Saturday? It's it, it's why it makes football the ultimate game. Oh, exactly, and I totally I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, it's, I, I actually, I actually like it where, um, you know, if you do have young players in your team too, it gives them time to, you know, develop. It gives them to, um, understand the speed of college football because from high school to college, I mean, (laughs) these freshmen will be playing other guys that might be on a team for five years with the COVID might be six years, might be four years. And, the strength of them too. Uh, some of the freshmen that come in there, some of them are just freaks. You know, they they come in and they already look like seniors. But there's also some you mm-hmm. know bec- that are you know not too not so ready for um, for playing in college. And I actually think that you know the transfer portal itself gives teams time to develop those players. So then they're just not throwing them out there, and then they get burnt out, and you know. It just goes, you know, I guess upside down for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. So for so that you know the so for this for this game, um, what what kind of um, things could Utah State improve along um, for the rest of the games of the season? Now, well, first and foremost, <laughs> right? <laughs> we can't get. 190 yards rushing to just one man, let alone the uh, 245 yards total. To we we probably need to that back another hundred yards or or so. Stronger, stronger uh, attention to the the defensive ends for setting the edge. Uh, that that's def- definitely got to happen more often right i you know i i agree with you on this um, one i'm kind of saying that's i i kind of feel like we played a pretty good uh all around game offensively you know we we ran for 261 total yards through for 281 so so that that's a solid 260 yards of offense or so, 200, or five, excuse me, 570 yards of offense. So, so numbers wise, I, I think the numbers are actually there. We, we just didn't find as much success trying to get to the red zone and following in into the end zone and really cashing in there. So, so m- maybe that offensively, uh, try and finish drives, 
you know, don't don't just pick up two, three first downs and then have the drive fizzle. Uh, let's pick up four or five first downs and, and let's get down into the red zone and punch it in. Right. I, I would also maybe say explosive plays, you know, t- 20 plus yards. The defense needs to cut those back because, boy, Nate Carter gashed just for a few. <laughs> and, and then offensively, we probably need to. Are you still there, Brian? Uh, Bobby Briggs had one of 23. And we had a long catch of 31, long catch of 29, long catch of 30 by, by a trio of wide receivers, Kyle Van Leeuwen, Justin McGriff, and Terrell Bond. So may, maybe just to try and expand on, on the explosives a little bit. Right. And – I, I I agree with you on that one. If they can, you know, if they can improve in those areas, I mean, you, you guys can go a long ways this year, most definitely. I mean, uh, well, I absolutely it, think that you guys are going to enjoy more than one year, one win this season. I, I can't see you guys being a one-win team, right? No, and and the 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 one thing that they really have to improve upon, which hurts us every single time, is turnovers. I mean, it. It's it's been plaguing us uh, for for a while now, and mm-hmm. if they can limit those, and they can they don't quit like you know uh, sometimes if things don't go their way, all of a sudden they just come out and blah, they're just you know non-existent. As long right. as they can say, okay, the the next team sc- that you know the the opponent scored, we have to go out there now and and fight for it. And I'm I'm I actually think that you know. Defensive wise, we didn't do bad. Jack, you know, Jackson Mitchell was our leading. Uh, Fantastic, and he, that that kid looks like an NFL player, no doubt. <laughs> and as long as as long as you know the front line and the linebackers can contain, uh, our defensive backs should not have a problem. But when they can't put pressure on the quarter, the uh, opponent's quarterback, it, it, there's there's gonna be some problems there, and. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they just approve upon that. And what they really need to do too is get, you know, I, I know Zion Turner really didn't get many reps in practice last week and he didn't think he was going to potentially go into the game. I mean, he was like, Oh, I'm not going to start. You know, they, they kind of limited his snaps. And mm-hmm. when he went in, it's like, you know, I, I I've seen some flashes of, of hope and some flashes of athleticism is high uh, football IQ. But I think for, you know, this week, they really have to, you know, keep him uh, more, you know, like, I guess I could say, like, more confident in his play. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when to run, when to pass it, um, when to throw it out of bounds, not to force any uh, throws, because when you force the throws, it's going to be, you know, interception, you know, 100% of the time, really, or at at least 95% of the time. But yeah, it, I, I agree there. He, he... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Oh no, never mind. Yeah, you you you, uh, you can go. Well, I was just gonna say that yeah, he he did make Zion did make one ill-advised throw. I I kind of think that the second interception late there in, in the fourth quarter um, was actually a pretty solid job of maybe 
the baiting, baiting the baiting Zion to throw that out. Uh, it was redshirt freshman uh, safety light Isaac Larson that kind of undercut that that quick out route a little bit. And I think I kind of played that off a little bit and got him to throw that ball and, and really just accelerated through there and snagged that pass. So right. that, that that's a that's a mistake that not only a true freshman quarterback in his first collegiate game would make, but you'll you'll see seasoned juniors and seniors get get baited into making throws like that. So I, I don't really think that that's a horrible mistake by Zion. The first one, I, I think he'd probably like to have back. Right. It, and I I totally agree with you on that one. Um, a lot of these quarterbacks, too, no matter no matter what year they're in, they look at who they're throwing to, and and they're they're taking more than three seconds. And once you do that, that defense is going to collapse right right on you, and right. you're you're basically in trouble then. Yeah, it, it can get it can get pretty overwhelming pretty quick at the collegiate level. So, uh, getting some film in for Zion, and and then a full week of practice at the number one spot it will do him a lot of good. Right. And, you know, next week's game, they, they can't count out central Connecticut. Uh, it's a really good uh, FCS program mm-hmm. uh, right, right here in Connecticut. And the thing is, is that at least that game, you know, Zion can get, you know, good reps and, you know, it's not like they're going to go up against Michigan where all of a sudden he, he can actually build on his confidence. He could just build off of that game. Right. And I, I actually think, you know, both these teams too, once they, once they, you know, play the FCS teams, I, I think they're going to build more confidence, both Utah State and UConn. And it's definitely a long, it's still a long season. Um, we still have plenty of games left. So what, I, what I say for both teams is, you know, watch game tape, you know, make, make sure whatever mistakes you did, you learn from that. And that's the one thing is, you know, basically these guys are, are, are kids and, um, uh, you know, they're, they're growing into young men. And what they really need to do is they just need to learn from mistakes and just become better football players. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we, we're, we're kind of an interesting mix, Utah State is, of – some redshirt freshmen and, and sophomores that haven't seen a lot of action that are starting to creep up into the, the two deeps and, and be able to play and some experienced COVID seniors and, and fourth year juniors that are, they're still looking at having a, having a COVID season following the 2022 season. So we, we've got, a, a nice balance of youth that's going to be able to get some experience by following in the footsteps of the experienced guys and seeing how things, how they play and, and, and make things work on the field. Exactly. And I'm, I'm so glad we're pretty much over with the uh, COVID, uh, with COVID too, because, you know, UConn not playing that year. I think a lot of the players, you know, they, they, didn't get experience and, and that kind of right. you know, brought us back a year, but 
now I'm thinking that, you know, we're, we're pretty safe now. I think, you know, college football, it's, they, they have their um, steps to take to if somebody gets COVID. And I think now we're, we're safe to say that now we're definitely beyond that. And all these teams can get back to normalcy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, the, the protocols and the testing and stuff like that has had enough time to really get set in place. And and we really shouldn't have to worry about losing any games to, to any of that. So it, it should just be business as usual. Right. From, for now. Exactly. And um, you know, I'm 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 hoping nothing else, you know, comes like the uh, you know, monkey box or anything, but um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's next? <laughs> for, for for right now I think we're pretty safe. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. Right. <laughs> so uh, I I think we kind of touched base on, you know, the shocking part of the game. Um, I actually, you know, like UConn's offense, I, I, I felt like at times we, we showed flashes of hope and other times it's like, oh, we need to really approve upon that. And the one thing I took away is I think the defense actually improved. And most people on Twitter – today were like well they they improved but not really and I'm like well I actually think they did improve because they're actually making tackles out there um and that's that's the one thing is uh you know that was the most shocking part of the game for me um and what was what was the most shocking part of the game for you for like Utah State um team wise oh team wise it, it... I felt like they came out kind of flat, maybe on both sides of the ball. And, yeah. and that's how you end up down 14, nothing in a hurry. Exactly. So it, it, it was okay to to have you guys come out and kind of punch them in the face a little bit. And, and in between the first and second quarters, you have to take a step back and go, whoa, whoa, you know, this isn't how this is supposed to go. And so they, they showed great resiliency in coming back and not only holding you guys – to a scoreless quarter, but being able to put up uh, 24 of their own in a in a hurry, so it, it was really almost just the tale of two quarters because we both teams pretty much spent the second half just kind of ex- exchanging punches. You know, they just stood in the center of the ring and and smacked each other around a little bit and. Both teams picked up yardage, but nobody really put a lot of points on the board in the second half beyond the 24-14 halftime score. Right. Yeah, and and one of the one of the questions that a lot of people were talking about too is altitude. And like I discussed this before in a, in another podcast, I said it even if you live in Utah Sometimes like football players, if, if they didn't put, you know, pads on, if they were just, you know, let's say during summer ball, you know, half of it's like no, no pads at all. And mm-hmm. once you put that on, I actually think that might have um, been a factor, too, for both of the teams. Possibly. It, it was surprisingly hot <laughs> yesterday yeah. as well i mean i know it's the last week of august but it, it felt a little warmer than than it typically would uh, during a day game here at maverick stadium so 
I don't have a clue what the on-field temperature index was. My guess it was probably over 100 degrees because it was over 90 just sitting in the stands. So potentially, uh, maybe especially with you guys, the surprising, uh, I, I guess you'd probably call it a dry heat here, not a lot of humidity, but that mixed with the altitude, you know, you guys are right down right right down there near uh, the eastern seaboard there. So yeah, I'm curious as to whether that really played much of a factor for you guys or not. Right. And, you know, when, when, uh, when UConn played Fresno State, too, it was like 153 degrees. And uh, I did see the on-field uh, uh, temperature. Somebody had a temperature gun, and it was like 146. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is hot. <laughs> yeah, that's hot. <laughs> and, and like us, us around here, we're we're you know usually it's it's a hundred, but usually you know right right around now it could go up to like ninety two or like the high eighties. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean that is hot. <laughs> yeah, and, but also surprisingly, not a lot of cramping for either teams either. So you know you you didn't really see a lot of guys go down yesterday, which is good because now everybody's coming out of week one or week zero, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, and you're relatively healthy. You know, it, it's too bad that you guys lost Taquan Roberson uh, at the quarterback, but, you know, most, most teams came out in one piece. Yes. And with the, um, the hydration and a lot of these colleges too now are, are really focusing on that. And w- with a lot of the, the newer, I guess you could call it like a newer, hydrating um uh drinks Mm -hmm. i think we're we're gonna see less cramping too in sports because uh you know they're the that technology itself is is improving it's gonna improve the sport also yes very very much so it that 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 area of of the strength and conditioning uh aspect of things has really kind of taken leaps and bounds over the last what maybe five to ten years or so right yes and um and before that too i know i i've heard of like kids collapsing and some dying i mean it it was it's like oh my goodness you know i it i wonder if the you know these kids that let's say had heat stroke or whatever were they were they too scared to let their coaches know hey i need to sit this out because maybe they thought they're gonna you know lose their spot in the, the their roster spot no, I I don't know that that would be that would be a nightmare. Uh, thankfully, that hasn't happened anywhere here in Cache Valley. It, it hasn't happened at Utah State. We have six high schools here in the valley as well, so I don't recall that happening anything here. So that that would that would be my nightmare situation as, as a parent, as a player, as a fan, as a coach. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't even fathom ha- having that happen. No, no, me neither. And I know it did happen in a, in a, in a few States. And I really, I, you know, right. I, I felt bad for these young guys and even, even the, even young ladies that play, you know, either field hockey and, and lacrosse or w- whatever sport they play. Um, right. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, all I want to say is come across to, to have come across is if, if you're an athlete and you feel like there's something wrong, you know, either you're dehydrated or whatever, please let your coaches know. 
and don't yeah, be afraid. Definitely. And if you're afraid, it just means that either your coach just doesn't understand or they're just bad coaches. <laughs> well said. Well I mean, said. Uh, so, Brian, you have any uh, final thoughts for uh, today's show? Um, I, I'd, I'd kind of like to give a quick shout out to uh, true freshman Robert Briggs. Uh, he came out and, and picked up 10 carries for 85 yards and a score, uh, 8.5 yard carry and average. Kid's a true freshman. Um, he's only been on campus since the first week of June. Uh, he, he was a sprinter in high school as well, and he made the most of his 10 carries and, and showed it off. So great, great showing for, for a young guy to step in as the number two running back yesterday. Oh, yeah. He, he, was, he was actually one of the bright spots. I mean, that, 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 kid, that kid has a bright future ahead of him. Definitely. And, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely most, most players on your team too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bad with names, of course, but there's, there's a lot of them that I have a feeling that they could potentially go to the NFL or play in some other football league, uh, either a CFL or USFL. Um, they, you, you guys definitely have a bright future ahead of you. And I, I can just say, you know, best of luck to your team. I mean, you, you guys have a, have a great team and they will definitely uh, show pride of Utah, you know, Utah state in them. So. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, Justin and best of luck to UConn and, and you guys the rest of the season. I, uh, you're, you're definitely going to get your fair share of wins this year. You, you, I think you surprised everyone uh, that maybe didn't know what, what they may be bringing to the table. They definitely left a lasting impression. I, I think that most Aggie fans probably left that game feeling lucky to win. So uh, as things continue to progress for you guys and, and get things put together and figured out, you're, you're definitely going to get your fair share of wins this year. And it's yeah. going to be exciting to see that for you guys. We're, we're, we're definitely hoping, hoping, you know, a lot of people really don't know about UConn football too. And uh, you know, it's, <laughs> they used to actually beat some of the bigger guys like like a Notre yes. Dame, you know, and and not not a lot of people even heard about the the you know the uh UConn they said oh UConn has football because you know basketball was you know the 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 diamond of the the whole college, mm. you know. Very much and, so. And I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping too that one day they'll get they'll go back to glory and uh it's it's might be a, a long road ahead, but I think they're taking the step in the right direction. Um, I know for you guys too, I, I, you guys really didn't really have any game tape and there was a depth chart that came out this week too. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know who made it because it looked kind of, it wasn't fake, but it was kind of like drawn out <laughs> <laughs> because the players that were starting weren't starters yesterday. And, like Kevin's Clercius, uh, I, number eighty six. Um, I said, well, he number on on one podcast, and they had him on a depth chart as uh, number sixteen. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I I guess that's how you play into your opponent's head a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a little gamesmanship, right? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> 
So, so for the so the fans that uh, want to follow you, how can how can they actually follow you? Uh, okay, you? once once again, uh, my website is Big Blue US. Yo, excuse me, Big Blue USU Aggie News dot com, or you can follow me on Twitter at Brian Phillips one A. All right, perfect. Thank you, Brian. And for everybody that uh, um, uh, wants to know how to follow me, I'm on Twitter at Hawkeye282. All right. I just want to say thank you, Brian, for being on the show. It was it was a pleasure. We got to do more of these. And uh, I hope you have uh, the re- uh, a great weekend. You too, Justin. The pleasure is all mine. I appreciate you doing my Q&A for me, and I'm more than happy to continue to appear on your show at any time. Okay, perfect. Thank you. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm here whenever you need it to, and um, we're definitely going to stay in touch. Definitely. We got a rematch next year at your place. You got it. I, and know what? We, we got we to gotta meet each other too. Sounds great. Anytime. Uh, Okay, perfect. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for uh, coming on and uh, hearing, you know, popping on and hearing the show. And I appreciate it. Um, and have a great night, everybody.